Well, welcome back to our Friday edition of the Gen 1 to Rev 22 podcast. As those of you who are regular wrestlers know, on Friday we have additional kind of special content. This is the time when we update some things and let you know about uh, different stuff that we don't say every single time on the podcast. So one of those things is there is a lot of other content available if you go over to gen1to-rev22.com. Got the blog over there, got free resources, uh, got books, got recommended resources, recommended ministries, and articles that I find online. Reshare those in that place. There's a lot of content. It's always growing a resource to be an encouragement to you. Also, you can find the show notes over there. If you have trouble accessing the show notes um, in the actual podcast app or, or listening service you use, you can find a lot of our show notes over there in the blog and find that there. So there's definitely that content. And then, as always, if you would like to support the program, the program is completely produced for free. It's this free podcast, and so uh, any support that we have for the program is completely dependent upon uh, either patrons who go to patreon.com and, and choose to become one of our patron circles and partners financially there, or whether you buy a book or whether we have a sponsorship or an ad or something like that that takes place. Those are the ways that we uh, try to generate some revenue to keep this stuff going, but we're very low cost. Uh, and just seek to keep getting the word out there to more and more people. You, of course, can participate um, in those ways tangibly, or you can also participate and join in the ministry, partner in it without contributing financially. The way you can do that is get the word out, invite people, leave us a review, an honest review on your podcasting service, uh, give us a rating on there. All of that helps us get more of this out. The more listens we get, the more reviews, the more shares, the more people we can reach with this, this content of simply getting into the Word of God together. So today we are going to dive into God's Word. We're going to spend a little bit more time most likely as we wrap out this week in Numbers chapter 20 verses 12 and 13. And today we're going to see what I'm calling the consequences for Moses' sin. So we've been seeing that Miriam has died in the beginning of chapter 20. More contention breaks out against Moses and Aaron. And we see that there's going to be a consequence specifically for Moses' sin because rather than speaking to the rock as the Lord told him to for the water to miraculously come out and take care of the people's need, he chose to angrily strike it twice. And many theologians we've talked about draw the connection that what Moses seems to have symbolically been doing was attempting to re-crucify Christ symbolically in his anger rather than rely on prayer and approaching the Lord for his need. Today we dive into verses 12 through 13 and it says this, Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe me to hollow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. This was the water of Meribah, because the children of Israel contended with the Lord, and he was not hallowed among them. We observe several things in these couple of verses. First of all, something very interesting is apparently Aaron is complicit in this. While Moses is the one that does the action, Aaron apparently is complicit in this action. He as well is addressed in the consequence for this event. Both Moses and Aaron are identified by the Lord as having a sin of unbelief because they did not believe him. Because you did not believe me, you did not hollow me in the eyes of the people, you will not go into the land. So the generation was going to die off, but apparently Moses and Aaron were, 
were going to be on the right side of history. They, they were having a place to actually be one of the few, Joshua and Caleb being the others, that would enter the promised land of their generation. However, something changes for Moses and Aaron, and it's this time of unbelief. Rather than hollowing the Lord in the congregation's eyes, Moses and Aaron apparently complicitly display fleshly anger. We saw last time from the book of James, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. There were consequences to this sin. The consequence was neither one of them would enter the promised land. And we see that the place of this, this water, was called Meribah. Now, Meribah is a word which means contention or strife or quarrel. It's, not, it's once again not a pretty picture as they're in this wilderness wandering. It's a time of disobedience and a time of rebellion. And we learn a couple of things, I think, by way of application that are very applicable for us in our world today. Maybe you've even experienced this in the body of Christ. The first thing that we're going to look at is in Deuteronomy chapter 32. And I'll, I'll look at verses 48 through 52 in just a min, minute. And the principle we see here is heroes fall and there are consequences. Moses was a hero. He was an icon. Even later, over a thousand years later, several, multiple <laughs> um, centuries had gone by. And at the time of Jesus, Moses is still talked about as a hero amongst the Jewish people. He was a hero of the faith, and yet he fell. He sinned, and there were lasting consequences. David, known as the man after God's own heart, his sin with Bathsheba was forgiven by the Lord. He was restored. His joy of his salvation was what he prayed for to be restored. Not praying for his salvation to be restored, but for his joy, for his fellowship, for his enjoyment of the Lord. He prayed for that, and the Lord did restore him and forgive him. But there were lasting consequences. David's entire family dealt with the consequences of his sin. Several of his children are involved in immoral activities. They had seen the example of their father. There's tension within the family. There's lack of respect for David. There's even a coup against him later on. There's consequences for David's sin. Forgiveness, brothers and sisters, this is a hard reality sometimes for us to wrestle with. But forgiveness of the Lord does not always remove all the consequences in this life. Now, the Lord still provided for the people's need. Even though Moses struck the rock and didn't speak to it, the Lord still sent water. But it was not the way that he intended. Even in the midst of a hero falling and there being consequences, the Lord still took care of his people. That's a comfort. But we learn here in Deuteronomy chapter 32 of the Lord speaking to Moses and reminding him why he could not enter and, and why Aaron could not enter the promised land. It says that the Lord spoke to Moses that very same day, saying, Go up to this mountain of Abiram, Mount Nebo, which is in the land of Moab across from Jericho. View the land of Canaan. So Moses did get the privilege of seeing it from a mountaintop. View the land of Canaan, which I give to the children of Israel as a possession, and die on the mountain which you ascend, and be gathered to your people, just as your just as Aaron your brother died on Mount Hor, and was gathered to his people, because you trespassed against me among the children of Israel at 
the waters of Meribah Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin, because you did not hollow me in the midst of the people of the children of Israel. Yet you shall see the land before you, though you shall not go there into the land which I am giving to the children of Israel. There was a consequence, and Moses' consequence was death. But even though heroes fall, I think it's important for us to remember that that's not the whole story in Christ. Even a hero's fall is not the end in Christ. In Christ, there is life. In Christ, there is redemption. In Christ, there is hope. In Hebrews chapter 11, we see that. Moses is remembered for not just the one blip on his record, but he is remembered for a lifetime of service to the Lord. He wasn't perfect, and that's the principle. Moses could never be a perfect Savior. We see his frailty in his sin. But Hebrews 11 shows us that the whole story was not just him being a hero that fell. In Christ, there is another testimony. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 24 through 29. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with God's people than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Esteeming... Now... Notice this here, esteeming the reproach of Christ. Once again, a connection to Jesus, even way back in the Old Testament. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater than the riches, than the treasures in Egypt. For he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him, capital him, the Lord, who is invisible. By faith he, Moses, kept the Passover, the sprinkling of the blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. We see that the whole story was not ending with Moses' sin. There was redemption. There was the covering and the forgiveness of the Lord, even for his imperfect saint. What an incredible lesson for us. There's an article that I'm going to include here in the uh, show notes that I encourage you to check out. It's an article from Got Questions About Moses and the Promised Land. I think there's some really interesting points there you may enjoy studying, help you dive a little bit deeper into the Bible. But I think we've covered this rather thoroughly and next time when we gather together and we open up in Numbers chapter 20, there's more in this chapter and we're going to see some other things take place. There's two other major events that will take place in um, this particular chapter, two other stories. And so we will dive into those together, uh, Lord willing, in the future. But for today, let's close out in prayer. Father, we come before you. And we thank you that in Christ, our sin is not final. You have made a way to redeem us. And Father, even through our brokenness and our waywardness at times, Father, by some marvelous work of your grace, you have woven together a testimony that will still point to Christ. Father, we are frail. All of those that we idolize, 
those that we look to as icons of faithfulness to you. Father, they are frail, and they fall, and they disappoint us. But Lord Jesus, you are the solid rock. There is no excuse for our sin. Father, there is no license to just live however we want because of what Christ has done. We are reminded of also the reality that there are lasting consequences to our sin. But we thank you so much, Father, for your grace and your mercy that even in our brokenness, Lord Jesus, the testimony of Christ can still ring forth as the message for others to see. Lord, may it be so of every single one of us. I pray that everyone listening to this episode, Father, I pray that they have made that decision to surrender to Christ, to believe that He is the one that died and rose from the grave in their place for their sin. And Father, that they would receive the free gift of eternal life that has been paid for at the cross. It's in your Son's name that we pray. Amen. This podcast has been brought to you by FMM, Focusing on the Mark Ministries. Continue living a Matthew 6.33 life until he comes. To find out more, check out gen1 to rev22.com.